Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Ad Libs by Agana. No, 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 no. I decided I'll add background music, but editing the audio is taking too much effort, so I'm just, I am the background music. Anyway, welcome back if you've heard my other episodes. If not, if this is your first time hearing, which I think it's going to be for many of you guys, especially my dear Hustle fam who have hopped on from UniSG IG page. Thank you so much for coming along and listening to this monologue um it's me agana in case the podcast title didn't ring a bell you know i'm one of your mods and just to briefly explain what's the change what happened um me and ash are fighting right now the business is falling apart and we are fighting for power hence i decided to split from her and just start my own podcast i'm kidding obviously like that's not what is happening (laughs) there is no beef going on there's no tea to spill um, we started the Spilling the Tea University podcast as a like conversation between me and Ash. We wanted it to be about the two of us, with the two of us. And now because uni started and we're all busy and Ash is in NUS, I'm in NTU. It's just, we're having an LDR right now. It's really hard. So um, we came to a conclusion that maybe we can try this new thing. We are trying it out. We don't know how it's going to go. You guys have to let us know. We're going to try to remote our podcast rem- uh, remotely. <laughs> Did I say remote our podcast remotely? Record our podcast remotely. And we will post it on the UniSG IG page. So f- for you guys to listen to if you're interested. I mean, like, I hope you do because please. But and then uh, but that's the plan. And eventually when we have time during holidays or something, and then we can meet and come together and then record a podcast together for you guys. So Spilling the University podcast will be always have two of us. It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. Whoa. <laughs> Whereas um, this private convo, private convo, this personal podcast it's just something that we're doing solo. We may or may not have guests. We may or may not have uh, other people on. But the point is, there is no rule. We don't. We this can be. We can talk about anything. So today, I'm here to talk to you about something relevant, hopefully to you guys. Uh, but before that, feel free to check out my other episodes. But they're not related to studying. Let's put it that way. Okay, it's at lips. Literally anything comes under this podcast uh, but needless to say if every time I record something that is relevant to a JC kit I will definitely put it on the IG so you guys can check it out if you're interested anyway coming back to today's episode I am so so excited to be finally recording this because I've been waiting for so long you know how a few weeks or maybe last week okay time is moving differently now that uni started but maybe two weeks ago I asked a poll on when your prelims are starting and that's because I wanted to do some examination prelim content that was close to your hearts and also relevant, the timing. Hence, this podcast, yes, you guessed it. It's about your prelims. Maybe not about your prelims, it's about my prelims. Uh, The title probably hinted you in is just uh, how a slacker takes her prelims. You know, pretty pretty self-explanatory. I was a slacker, if we haven't made that clear in the first episode of Spilling the University. And if you're new to our family, go check out our first episode of Spilling the University, the only episode that's on now. And I'm digressing big time, so we're going back to the topic. 
anyway prelims are around the corner i know all you hustlers out there you know prelims starting this week next week so you're probably really anxious and stressed and um, i don't know whatever you're feeling probably not what i felt when my prelims was near <laughs> anyway so hence today i thought i'll be talking about my experience during taking any form of examination or any prelims hopefully the stories that i share like interesting for you and you're like wow wow she did that okay i i wasn't a huge wild kid but some of the stories that i planned to share with you guys today i hope it's interesting anyway so with prelims around the corner stress anxiety your common very very common feelings and one of the things many people are afraid of or like terrified of is being underprepared like underprepared as in you haven't studied finish or you haven't completed the syllabus or you just feel like you haven't done enough or maybe you haven't done enough practice papers you haven't done enough tys it's just a feeling it doesn't mean that oh out of 20 chapters if you did 20 you are prepared and someone who didn't do 20 isn't prepared it's all relative i may have done 20 chapters 20 tys two times and still feel underprepared whereas someone could have studied one chapter and feel like prepared like they're going to conquer the world so it is relative so you like let's not compare and say like wow if i knew as if i did as much as you do i wouldn't be worrying at this point of time because studying completely subjective and personal as weird as this sounds i'd say it's something pretty intimate because it's all about you how you cope with knowledge your pace your learning style you know so don't compare man if you if you feel like you're underprepared it's okay you can be underprepared you don't have to be underprepared but compared to person b i'm prepared compared to person c i'm underprepared no it's a feeling you get for yourself and if you may be thinking what the hell does agana know about under preparation let me tell you all about it when i was in o level okay we're gonna go back a bit because that's the tangible story i have i took i'm a pure history student i took history in jc too but anyway this story is when i was in o levels the actual o level people okay so for those who don't take history we have to study four books um and we have two papers so each paper two books are tested so Paper, paper 1, book A, book B, and then paper 2, book C, book D, right? So book A is um, what we call Southeast Asian history, so it's anything about Southeast Asia. And book B is uh, international history, so it's like World War II, USA, uh, Britain, that kind of stuff. And same thing for paper 2. Book C is Southeast Asian history, and book D is like international history. So basically... They all cover different topics and different time frames, but you have two books for international history, two books for um, Southeast Asian history, and for each paper, one book from each type of history is tested. And the section for our essay type questions, right, very easy. We only have two choices. Like, anyone in their right mind, right, would be like, oh, two choices, then confirm one choice from each book, right? Makes perfect sense. And that's the way it had been for 10 years of Cambridge. And the slacker that I am, I'm obviously not going to study all four books in advance. I'm going to wait until the day of the paper. Real story, by the way. I'm going to wait until the day of my O-levels in the morning. And I'll be like, maybe I should memorize a few chapters. 
So then you sit down and you try to memorize. Obviously, you can't memorize two books in four hours. So you choose one book and then you tell yourself that, hey, hey, don't worry. You have two choices. So confirm one choice will be the one of the books you studied. Okay, you got this. And then you do the first paper. You sit there and they say, oh, flip through your booklet to check the number of pages. And you flip through and your eyes just happen to notice that both the choices are from the book that you didn't study. What are the odds, man? What are the odds? Like, I went to... Okay, even though I was a slacker, I am a slacker, I always do my research really, really well. So I know what I can afford to miss out. And I like I make the best out of my limited time that I have to cram stuff. So I always research. So my research told me that in last 10 years of Cambridge, all history papers, both the choices each of the choice were from a book like each book so i was so super super sure that i wouldn't lose out and then the paper comes out and both the questions were from the same book and it was the book that i didn't study oh my god did i lose my mind no because first rule if you haven't seen today's post on uh, keeping calm during your exam period is that accepting reality so obviously, even when I went into the paper, I knew that, hey, I wouldn't be able to do a question that is about the book that I didn't study. The unexpected part was that both questions were from that book. <laughs> so I just told myself, it's okay, I'll spend more time on the other sections. Since anyway, this question, like, I don't really have much hope for it, right? So I spent time on other questions and do my best there, Okay. And this is not the point for me to think that, hey, A1 is not in my hands. Let me freak out for like five seconds. No, no, no. Just act like A1. Forget about the grade. It's about doing the paper already at this point. So I just went ahead, did my best. How did I answer the question that I didn't study for? When I mean I didn't study for is, since actually I never really studied Southeast Asian, but I roughly knew what was happening, right? I mean, like, when I read, like, roughly know, just not details, not detailed enough to write a whole essay, but enough to bullshit one. That's what I did, bullshitted my essay. And so I told you there were two papers, okay? Obviously, I haven't studied for the second paper either. And I told myself, if the first paper, they changed the whole routine, so uh, instead of giving me one question for each uh, book, they give me two questions from one book. That's a change in plan. And since they did that for one paper, they won't do it again. Or even if they do it, because they tested Southeast Asian history, if they were to do the same thing, this time they will pick international history. Because they can't base... I was like so sure that they can't base your whole writing skills based on one type of history. Apparently, they can. So... Your, your mod here, she decided to study international history again and the cycle repeated again where Southeast Asian history showed up for both the choices and I had to repeat my cycle of bullshitting the essay again. I don't know what sort of luck I had, okay, 2015, just for my history paper. I am someone who was always a good spotter. Like, I always spotted to- topics well. Only for GCE... O-level history It kind of flopped Till now I don't know why Okay It's luck Probably the universe Telling me that Hey you didn't study Karma's gonna bite you in the ass It did But Here Okay I didn't say this story For you to say like Oh you can slack that much And still go up 
into uni. I definitely didn't. That's not the point of the story. Point of the story is that you gotta ex- expect certain things. The moment you're a snacker, you you gotta be prepared to meet questions that you got no clue what to do, and you should know that it's because you were you slacked. You know, it's like I made this choice. I made a choice to slack, so I gotta live with this question that I can't do. You know, which is something I think a lot of people, I won't say lack, but forget when they slack. When they slack, they think, oh, okay, all is good, and then in the exam and something they really don't know, like a consequence of their slacking happens right in front of their eyes. They freak out, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you can avoid the freak out and probably end up doing better in most of your papers if you. Accept it. Accept that. Hey, I'm low key screwed for this paper, but it's okay. I'll just do the questions that I'm not screwed for really well, which is what I did. So being underprepared may cause you a lot of trouble, a lot of stress. But you are already underprepared. If you're like one day away the paper, how much more prepared can you be? Even if you cram a lot now, that's always the question you should ask yourself. I'm underprepared now. The paper is tomorrow morning. If I cram the whole night, will I be any more prepared? No, I'll still be equally un- underprepared. No matter what you tell yourself, okay, you lost sleep. You lost sleep. What, what? What is that? You lost sleep. You're not sleeping, and that puts you at an even bigger disadvantage than just not knowing content. Okay, I never sacrificed my sleep, even as a slacker who walked into A levels without studying five chapters for my physics paper. Again, true story. I feel like I'm someone. The stories I say almost sound like it's exaggerated. Trust you. Trust me. It's not. It's not okay. I really walked into my A level physics H two paper without studying, touching five chapters. But again, I was prepared as I took the paper, as I left my house, as I slept the night before. For eight hours, okay. I didn't even attempt to like redeem myself. As I slept, I knew I was telling myself, "Hey, tomorrow's paper. When you flip, expect there to be questions that you don't know, that you didn't study, that you didn't touch that topic, and it's okay. Okay, you're not there to do all the questions. You're there to do the questions that you know correctly. But that's a stand I had to take." For myself and for my sanity, so that I don't lose my calm in the middle of the paper. But if you're someone who's not prepared, and I mean, if you're someone who's not underprepared, and you feel you are super prepared, then take it as a boost and say, "Hey, tomorrow's paper, I'm gonna know every single thing on the paper. I am gonna be able to do it very, very cleanly. I just look at a question once, the answer pops in the second second, and I just continue on. You know." Tell yourself that. It's all confidence. But I'm just speaking to those who are underprepared, like me. You know, if you feel you're underprepared, think about how underprepared are you? Are you underprepared in the sense that you don't know chapters, or are you underprepared in the sense that you're just afraid that you may not be able to do questions because you didn't practice enough? And if your answer is because you are scared that you didn't practice enough, let me drive it through your head that don't. Worrying is going to make you lose more brain cells than not knowing the question. Trust me, okay. I didn't know so many chapters. I walk into the paper acting like I'm going to like ace the paper. I tell myself I'm going to know every single question, even as I know realistically at the back of my mind I'm going to come across questions that I don't even know how to start. But when I'm in front of my paper, I tell myself I got this. 
So if you're someone who's just afraid that you're going to see a question that you've never seen before and you never do enough questions, why the extra stress? Just tell yourself you're prepared because you are. The under-preparation I'm talking about is not even having your content done. And another thing that I as a slacker faced was that I was super scared of disappointing expectations because of my slacking attitude. Like there are a lot of people that I'm pretty sure I disappointed just because I slack. But the thing is they didn't know I slack. So the disappointment hits worse. Like my parents, my teachers, I won't say my friends. I don't think friends really expect certain people to do well and then they're like, I'm so disappointed you didn't get a hundred for the max paper, you know. I think mainly for me as parents and teachers. Because my parents were always people who believed that I could do very well, you know. Um, they always believe that I'm like smart or whatever. And they always think that whatever results I get is not a show of my best, you know. That I could always do better than whatever I get. Which is kind of true because I'm not even studying for my papers. But that's something they don't know, you know. They don't know that I don't study that hard. And I know a lot of you may be thinking like, just tell them, uh, just tell them that you never study five chapters. Um, My parents are kind of straight. So <laughs> I would rather like let them think I'm dumb than let them know that I did badly because I didn't study hard. <laughs> then the question will be like, what were you doing not studying hard? And I'm like, you don't want to know, mom. <laughs> yeah, so... And I knew that every time I disappointed them, like, after the paper, they asked me, how was the paper? And I told them it was okay. And I, I'm sure that deep down, they always expect it to be better than whatever the results come out. Like, who expects their kid to, like, say the paper was okay, but come out with you? Okay, I didn't fail any prelims. I'm just talking about JC in general, you know. Or, like, they, you think you did pretty okay, but you come out with a D. Like, that's not pretty okay. That's actually quite bad, you know. And then my mom starts freaking out that, I don't even know how badly I did. It's like, you can't even judge your work. So if you came out of the paper and you told me that, hey mom, I think I'm going to like barely pass, then it's like, you're bad and you know you're bad. She thinks it's super dangerous that you're bad but you don't know you're bad. I'm like, mom, I do know I'm bad, but the thing is, I don't want to tell you that I already know that this exam is going to go badly. So yeah, um, definitely disappointing expectations. But I think... The important part is to realize that these expectations are set on you not because they think better of you but they are thinking the best of you. And sometimes you may feel like there is no way that you think that I can, I am actually that good or there is no way that I can actually obtain whatever you are thinking I am capable of. And that's when you feel like you are disappointing them when you don't do that well and that's okay, okay? If, you're, if you feel like you're disappointing your parents, I'd say chat with them, which is something that I didn't do. But I hope that you guys out there who are afraid of disappointing your parents or your teachers, just have a quick chat with them, okay? Tell them that, hey, I really don't think I'm as good as you think I am. Something as simple as that. Well, they may not immediately jump on the wagon and say like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, since you told me, yes, I'm going to like lower my expectations for you they'll probably try to convince you but that you know you are that capable but sometimes that's all you need a little encouragement or sometimes that honest chat is what happens is what is needed 
where you don't feel like you're disappointing them. Because even though you may feel like, what's the big deal about disappointing, right? To be fair, where every time I disappointed my parents, I felt down. It's like, I mean, I wasn't even that worried that I did badly for my papers, but I was very sad and upset that I disappointed them. Which is like, if I had a chat with them, if I was honest with them and told them, that, hey mom, I am not studying, but don't worry too much. But also, don't expect very high marks because I'm slacking all the time. If I had just told her that, and then when the bad results come, I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, my results are bad, but I didn't study and I could be able to move on. Whereas what happened for me was, every time my results came, I'd be like, okay, anyway, I never study what? Like, I can't even be sad about it because it's not my best. But my parents are very upset. And I'm upset that my parents are upset, that they're not proud of me. And yeah, you just, it's just bad for your mental being, I'd say. As someone who suffered, you know, I'm telling you that I wish I had spoken to my parents about it. And I would say this really lightens a lot of load on your shoulders. Especially you're so close to A-levels. Would you want something as petty as like not having a quick chat with your parents or your teachers be the one thing that's holding you back from being totally mentally healthy and clear and ready for your papers? You know? Is that really what you want? And okay, we just talked about disappointing parents' expectations. But I think another aspect that is equally important is disappointing your own expectations. You're afraid. For example, okay, let's take about someone who studied super hard. Okay? Can't relate until uni. Okay, one sem I study very hard. But there's a story for another day. But think about someone who's studying very hard. And they go for the paper, they're taking their prelims and they're so afraid that they may not be able to do as well as they studied hard for. You get what I mean? It's something like, hey, I studied since day one, I better get an A. And then, when the paper, you're taking the paper, you're so afraid that you may not get the A. Because the A is an expectation you set on yourself. How do you deal with that? You know? Honestly, I don't have a good answer for you. To be completely fair, I'm so sorry. Okay, I, I, even if I were to force something out, I would say something lame like, oh, life is more than grades. Or like, oh, um, set your expectation lower. But none, everyone knows these are what you should do. But no one is doing it. So obviously that advice sucks. We need more new advice. While academically I may not set many expectations on myself, I can talk to you about a time where I used to do that. Or rather about a time where I set expectations about myself that are non-academic. Simple things like NAFA, okay. In secondary school, I used to be a basketballer. And when I went to JC, I stopped playing basketball. But for some reason, I expected my fitness to be exactly the same without putting in any extra work. Oh, I was such a lazy kid. It's like, yeah, I train three times a week and my body was so fit. And then now I'm going to stop all three days that I used to train for three to four hours. But I'm still going to hope that my NAFA results are the best that I have ever been. And obviously they weren't. So maybe I used to run maybe 2.4, like 13 minutes, one, three, 12 to 13 minutes. And in JC, oh my god, it went to like 16, 15 minutes. I was like jogging, okay. It was the worst time of my life. But, and I disappointed my expectations because I expected my fitness to have not changed a bit. And that didn't happen. So how did I deal with it? 
I think it was coming with the facts of like what changed, you know, telling myself very factually that my body has changed. And it, it wasn't like a fast overnight thing where I just go to sleep and be like, I'm not fit anymore. Then I wake up like, yes, I'm not fit anymore. I can easily tell you that fitness mentally is still something that I struggle till now where till now I think like I'm supposed to be fit. Like when everyone looks at me, they expect me to be fit because I used to be a basketballer. But the truth is, I haven't trained in sports in like the last three to four years, you know. How can I expect my fitness to be the same? But still, for some stupid reason, I still do. Which adds so much pressure on me every time we have to do anything sports related or athletic related. And I feel like I'm not good. And I feel really bad about myself. Because I disappointed myself in my own expectations. So what do I do then? I don't do much. I write about it because I like to write journals. So I write about it, talk to my friend about it and just ponder and feel sad and then push it to my side. But that's just the way I deal with things. You see, that's the difference between disappointing yourself and disappointing your parents. With your parents, it's easy. You just have a quick chat with them. Let them know the bridge. Be the bridge between their expectations and your reality. But when it's yourself, what do you bridge between your reality and your expectations? Because you want your expectations to be a reality. You know what I mean? I'd say if you're someone who's struggling with, you know, meeting your own expectations, or rather you're super afraid that you're going to not meet your expectations for prelims as you take the paper, my advice to you is don't think about it. Not when you're taking the paper. It's the worst time to be thinking about it. You know, just... Let go. The moment you take the paper, I like to think of it as a very zen space. Where it's just you and the question. You and the paper. Nobody else is there. Nothing else is on your brain. Not even your own expectations. Not even like, oh, I'm supposed to do this paper in like one hour and have one hour for checking. Don't set any kind of expectations on yourself. Just take it as it comes. Tell yourself, okay, I got five minutes to do this question. I will take the five minutes. I'm not going to be like five minutes but because i did 20 papers in the past i'm going to make that into two why why put that extra pressure on yourself when you're taking the paper you are just as normal just as anybody regardless of your circumstances tell yourself you're completely zen that's the key i don't know if this tip is helping you guys but at least you you know you're not alone i guess and the last thing I wanted to address in today's podcast of a slacker taking her prelims is uh, the fact that realizing that you're not as good as you think you are. Wow, sounds so deep, right? But it, for me personally, it was something I struggled with a lot uh, in prelims, in, in life, lol, till now, occasionally. It's... It starts simple where I keep slacking and then I don't do well. And then I tell myself, hey, I'm slacking because I'm not doing well. But then suddenly one day, I slack less. So maybe every day I slack at 80% efficiency. Today I'm slacking at only 50. And I don't see an improvement. And that really like destroys me. Because my whole so-called basis or rather brand, lol of me studying was that all i had to do was put in work and then i would see results right now i'm not putting in the work that's why i'm not seeing the results but when i finally put in the work and i didn't see the results it was like oh my god i'm not as good as i thought i was it's not like i'm actually dumb i'm dumb and i slacked 
Like that's the worst combination ever. What to do? And that gave me stress. And this in turn started turning into a fear. Before every exam where I'd slack. And then maybe towards the exam I put in a bit of effort. And when I take the paper, I'm so terrified. I'm so terrified of doing the paper that I'm like, oh my god, I better have improved by a huge leap right now because I actually put in some form of effort. Even though obviously it's like not as much as one is expected to or is needed, it is some effort. I better see uh, improvement in my academics. The thing is, I don't even know if I improved. It's just when I'm sitting in the paper, I'm so stressed and I'm so I'm having this fear that I may not be as good as I think I am and that gives me so much stress, okay? People always think that being a snacker means that I'm very chill. I am. I don't get stressed easily. But it's this kind of emotional games that I play with myself that really stress me. Okay, I won't say stress, but rather upset me a lot, affect me a lot. It's like... Yeah, okay, I'm not stressed that I'm two hours to the paper and I'm four chapters from completing. That doesn't stress me out. What stresses me out is, oh my god, what if I study all four chapters and I still can't do the paper? That means I'm dumb. That apparently stresses me out more, which is like, bruh, like, wrong wrong concept. Not a very academically helpful concept. But that's just who I am. And when, I, when I'm fearful that I may not be as good as who I am, which is related to expectations. You are setting an expectation on yourself that you are of a certain level of goodness and a certain level of capability, and you're afraid that you may not be able to meet it. Again, like I said, in the exam, Zen mode, okay? And don't throw expectations on yourself, and don't tell yourself that you're not as good as you think you are. It doesn't matter what you think of yourself doesn't matter it sounds so ridiculous but it really doesn't you have to accept whoever you are and by telling yourself that hey i don't be as good as who i am or, or, or as what i think i am it's just making things worse for yourself like you are there's already this stack of questions that you need to do and you need to be at your top form to do it and then you're like afraid that hey maybe like this is going to get screwed up you know like i'm going to screw this paper up your confidence is dropping. You're not in your top form anymore. You're, you're mentally not balanced. You're not the best that you can be. And so the paper really screw up, proving your point. And then that starts another cycle post results. But for now, we're only talking about taking the prelims, taking the exam part. But yeah, so I think these are the three things that I felt a lot as a slacker during an exam period, you know. I'd be underprepared and the fear of being underprepared or rather like the stress of being underprepared and rather this and also the stress of disappointing expectations where, where whether it be myself or my parents just disappointing expectations and lastly realizing that I may not be as good as I think I am you know so yeah these are the three things that I'd say really define my life as a slacker taking exams. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this has been a really, really, really long monologue. If you stuck all if you stuck with me all the way here, thank you so so much. And poor you, like do you really have nothing much to do to <laughs> listening to me talk about my life for 30 minutes? But really, really super grateful. 
hope you enjoyed listening to my experiences. Um, if you relate to it, I am sorry for you because that means you're slacking really hard. But if you didn't relate to it, good job. It's a great sign. You shouldn't be relating to this story. You shouldn't be relating to someone who didn't study for A-levels physics, you know. Bad example, okay? I'm telling you what happens to you if you slack so that you don't do it. You don't need to try it out yourself. And I hope, even if you're not a slacker yourself, I hope you enjoyed listening to my journey of slacking and you're like, oh, guess that's what it feels like to be a slacker. You know, and just have fun. I hope you vibed with me or you didn't. And yeah, please do let us know if you actually want to hear us do solo podcasts. Because if you thought this was interesting, then we don't mind doing a little bit more. Maybe we'll do delve into this. If not, you just wouldn't have another episode for like another two months or something. Yeah. So really do let us know in the comments. What comments? Uh, DMs, I mean. DM us. Let us know if, how this new arrangement is like. And then we'll see what we can do from there. Or send a tell if you're like, do you want to let us know it's you? Give us constructive feedback. And I know that I have a tendency to sometimes repeat stuff like when I talk in a podcast not because I'm rambling it's more like I'm trying to get back to the main point but I end up reiterating and repeating stuff so I'm aware of that I'm trying really hard to stop that habit let's see how it goes but yeah give constructive feedback if the podcast is too long do let us know maybe we can break it up and feel free to let us know what other stuff you guys want us to talk about too you know I will give you a slacker perspective and whenever Ash is free and recording her own, she may give you like a slightly less slacker perspective. Yeah, we have many interesting topics lined up for you. Rather like we plan to talk about, we don't know when we will do it. But yeah, please give us comments. I'm begging you at this point and share this podcast with your friends. Maybe not your family because they may think that I'm a bad influence telling you to to slack which i am not by the way please do not slack i'm just telling you what can happen to you if you slack and talk to us in the dms for some of you guys have been talking to us in the dms a lot telling us sharing sharing with us your struggles and your problems and we really try to help you even though the reply is getting a bit later and later we eventually will get to you because we really want to help you guys uh, with something that we barely had guidance for when we were JC kids. So, yeah, if you have any form of problem, let me tell you the kind of the the kinds of things people share with us uh, are like, oh, I'm like super scared of taking my paper. I'm not ready. What can I do now? Or sometimes people just rant to us, and we are here for you. You know, if you want a random stranger to listen to your rant so that like your reputation is not lost, or we don't know you at all, so. You really have nothing to lose by talking to us. So if you need us, we are here. And hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, feel free to check out my other three episodes that I did before this on my personal podcast. But it's really nothing related to academics. It's my own ramblings about my own life. Anyway, thank you for listening and hope to see you in the next one. Whether it be on... Spilling the University or Adlibs by Agana. See you again soon, real soon, hopefully. Thank you. Bye.